Welcome to Vice Casting Couch Season 1, Episode 13 and a half, 13.5. Uh, oh, t- yeah. <laughs> today, today's going to be a full episode. Um, we kind of just want to go over this uh, Zoom story. Um, of course, joining me is, is John. And yeah. <laughs> so Zoom has come under a lot of uh, scrutiny recently. Uh, Zoom is owned by the Zoom Video Communications, so they're their own company. But there's been some um, shortcomings, I guess, uh, with their their technology. So Zoom is a is as the name suggests, they're a video uh, conferencing app and software. Uh, basically, works the same way as Skype, uh, where you can do video conferencing and like chat rooms stuff like that. But it's more than that because Zoom claims to be fully encrypted. They claim to be fully end-to-end encrypted. And with all the, uh, the coronavirus and all that stuff going on now, um, their usership has gone way, way up. Um, I think they went from 10 million users to 200 million, uh, is what the intercept.com uh, is saying here. They said this includes 90,000 schools across 20 countries. Um, and also a bunch of governments has, have also been spending millions of dollars to contract with Zoom so that they can use them uh, exclusively. Um, so there's just a whole bunch of people using this thing. But as more users started to join this and more governments started, uh, started using it, they noticed some flaws with how Zoom operates. Uh, so Zoom basically, there's a waiting room uh, for Zoom, the way that it works, and once the meeting starts, you then join the the group, and you can video conference and chat. Well, apparently, the waiting room is not encrypted, um, and so anyone can join it as long as they have the ID, uh, if you don't set up a password, and it's not encrypted, so if anyone intercepts that traffic, it can be uh, just viewed in plain text and it's not uh it's not protected at all uh, another issue that was brought up was that they claim to use uh 256-bit aes which is currently one of the strongest encryption methods um, but citizen lab researchers uh they took a look at their keys that they claimed were were using this uh 256-bit uh, aes algorithm and they found that they were actually only using 128-bit authentication or uh, encryption which is a, a pretty big step down from 256 uh, even if you don't know anything about encryption it's I mean <laughs> it's half of what of what the uh, the 256 is uh, so they they made kind of a little example off of this um, there was a Wikipedia page who did an example of what this encryption kind of looks like and for it they have a picture of the the Linux penguin and uh, basically they have the original image and that's like what plain text, something that's not encrypted would look like. And then on the other side, it's the bits or pixels are completely randomized. And that's kind of what the, the full 256 encryption or you know a, a, a pseudo randomness um, encryption would look like. And you can't really distinguish anything in the picture. It kind of looks like one of those pictures that you, you know, stare at for a long time and the, the image eventually appears to you. Uh, kind of like looks look something like that. <laughs> Um, but what they're what they claim what Citizen Lab claims Zoom is using is somewhere kind of in the middle, and you can kind of see the penguin in the background, um, 
it's just a little fuzzy and like a little discolored. But basically their point is that if there is enough, if there's enough uh, like patterns through your encryption method, right? And it doesn't fully encrypt everything and, and create it just using like random bits and such, you can kind of piece together what's going on. So it's just kind of a, a poorly encrypt, a poor uh, encryption method. Um, so it's kind of reminds me a lot of, um, uh, once again, we bring up WhatsApp. Um, it, <laughs> I know we love doing that. Um, it kind of reminds me of kind of a WhatsApp thing where they're, they're not using a bad encryption method, but it's just implemented very poorly. Um, although, obviously, 128 encryption, um, when you claim to be using 256-bit, is a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big issue. <laughs> Um, so there's been some other like smaller issues and stuff like that, just with the the mass onslaught of users that have started using uh, Zoom. Obviously, that that creates a whole other you know latency issues and, and server space and stuff like that. So Zoom has been um, putting forth some corrective moves towards this uh, now that people have been bringing this up, um, especially with the millions of dollars that have been that have been uh, poured into Zoom over this. Um, I mean even the the UK government is using Zoom for remote cabinet meetings. Um, the US government is also using this. Uh, there's just a ton of people using this. So it's, it's bringing to light a lot more issues um, that maybe Zoom wasn't aware of. Maybe they were, I don't know. Um, but they have been putting out some uh, patches and, and fixes to it. Uh, but it's still, <laughs> from what I've seen, it's still a little, still a little shaky. Um, but I think uh, I think John has has more to say about that as well. Um, just before I get into my Zoom related story, I just mm -hmm. I, w I just wanted to mention like uh, I think the main thing here I haven't I haven't actually looked into the article you're talking about, but mm -hmm. unless they implemented AES wrong, uh, one AES one twenty eight is still very good encryption. Mm -hmm. I think the main thing is just a deception saying that they're doing AES two fifty six when they're Correct. not. Yeah, and I mean, it, it is a good encryption, but it's not as good as 256, obviously. Um, yeah, 256 will take longer to crack, and e even AES-128 will still take, I think, to like the heat death of the universe with current <laughs> computing technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just wanted to make sure, like, a, I just want to make sure it's clear to anyone listening that AES-128 is is still pretty good, like, Correct. it's not yeah, horrible. Yeah. If, yeah, if I if I misrepresented that or whatever, um, I apologize. But yeah, one twenty eight is it's still good, but it's not as good as two fifty six. And then and the fact that they lied about it. This is also correct. Yes, and the way that they're implementing it, even though it is a a decent encryption method, uh, apparently it allows for some some sort of patternization to be formed in the uh, in the encryption method that they're using. Um, it says in here that it's a homegrown encryption method. So again, kind of the same way with WhatsApp, just the way that they're implementing it um, okay. kind of breaks it down. So they're using a, a, a decent algorithm to encrypt all their stuff, but they're just not implementing it, I guess, fully or correctly. I'm not really sure. Oh. I couldn't find like actual, like an article that actually broke down what they're using. It just keeps on saying it's their own, it's their own type of, a, of encryption method that they're using hmm. with the, the AES-128. Uh, um, if they've fixed that already, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they've already moved to 256 or if they switched everything over. Um, I'm not sure if they would want to do that now because it would probably involve taking some servers down. Yeah, it's a 
it's kind of a cluster right now. <laughs> well, my Zoom stories uh, are particularly about Zoom on Windows computers because uh, Zoom has multiple clients depending on what kind of device and or operating system you're using. But this one, according to a cybersecurity expert, underscore God mode, um, <laughs> the, the, I, I'm telling you, this is Twitter name. Uh, the Zoom video conference software for Windows is vulnerable to uh, UNC path injection, uh, a vulnerability which allows remote attackers to steal victims' Windows login credentials and even execute arbitrary commands on their system. Um, these attacks are possibly because Zoom allows Windows uh, to remote UNC paths that can basically allows them to send like files and everything over Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this researcher, Matthew Hickey, and was also demonstrated by Mohammed Bassett, they, they have a scenario that involves SMB relay technique, um, and it exploits the fact that Windows automatically exposes a user's login username and NTLM password hash to a remote SMB server when attempting to connect and download a file hosted on it. Um, So to steal the Windows login credentials of a targeted user, all an attacker needs to do is send a specially crafted URL to the victim via the chat interface, and once clicked, the attack would eventually allow the attacker-controlled SMB share to automatically capture the authentication data from Windows without the knowledge of the user. And so to be noted that these aren't in plain text, the NTLM hash is just a hash that Windows uses, but this is an extremely weak hash and could eventually be cracked using standard software available to everyone like Hashcat or John the Ripper. Gotcha. Um, okay. So someone joins your your Zoom room, mm-hmm. uh, waiting room or what have you, and they basically are like, oh, here's this, uh, check out this link here, guys. And because the rooms are not encrypted and if you don't password protect them, anyone can join them. So you can have this random person that you think is a part of your work group send a random file and basically download everyone's uh, like usernames and then um, reverse engineer their hash. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but okay. I, it, from my understanding, you have to click on it. So like, Correct, yeah. yeah, yeah. But once you so, click on it, Windows will automatically try to authenticate and then they capture your username and then your password hash. Okay. I mean, but still, if you're in a, if you're in a group, with like 50 other people waiting. For oh yeah, it's bound to happen. Yeah, if you're waiting for a meeting to start, someone freaking brute forced your your uh, your waiting room, you know, code or just social engineered and got it from someone else. They join, post this link, and they're like, "Oh, here's the new uh, freaking spreadsheet that Bill posted on Tuesday," <laughs> and then everyone clicks it, and boom, then you have everyone's freaking login. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's also a part two to this article. It's very interesting. Um, it's this article can be found in the Hacker News. We'll put in the, the comments below. Mm-hmm. But so f- besides just stealing the Windows credential, the flaw can also be exploited to launch a program already present on the targeted computer or execute mm-hmm. arbitrary commands to compromise it remotely. Um, this was confirmed by Google se- security researcher Tavis or, or Mandy. I might be saying that wrong. That person demonstrated that how using the UNC path injection flaw in Zoom it could be exploited to run a batch script without a prompt, and it could be containing malicious commands, uh, which we'll call Windows default. It says default download directory. So it says the second attack scenario relies on the fact that browsers running on Windows operating system automatically save downloads in a default default folder, which can okay. be abused to first trick a user into downloading the batch script and then triggering it using the Zoom bug. So basically, it turns it into like 
a rat, basically. Well, yeah, I wasn't done. Um, oh. It says, to exploit oh, this sorry. issue, an attacker must be aware of the Windows username for the targeted user. Hmm. Um, but this can be obtained using the method we just talked about above. Yeah. So if you yeah, combine exactly. the two... Um, and then there's another security researcher called Pone SDX on Twitter. Apparently, has a method of hiding the malicious links to not look as sus suspicious mm -hmm. and look more convincing. But it's just interesting, like you know, we're, the reason we're covering these is because Zoom has popped into popularity. Like I think uh, market share has risen like 67 percent or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. We just wanted to bring to light some of these issues. Like put a password on your Zoom if you're really going to use it. Don't click on just any link, you know, because the problem is, is it, say if you reuse passwords and usernames, they get your Windows login, and then they have some other way to get to your network, say using this batch script that they're talking about, your whole network gets compromised, essentially. Yeah, yeah, I would just say be be very careful. I know a lot of people are teleworking and working from home, um, or you've been using Zoom for years, regardless. Um, but yeah, just definitely be careful. I don't know of any... Uh, I, I can't say like any alternatives that I know of that offer end-to-end uh, -end encrypted uh, video chat. Um, I don't know if you do, John, but if Zoom is what your company is using, obviously you don't have much choice. Um, so if they're if they're just saying you know, oh we're going to use Zoom this week for whatever this important business meeting or, or what have you, um, I would definitely bring that up and just let them know to be be a little extra careful just because this this has become just kind of common news um, it's all over the internet um, so if there is a hacker uh, who maybe wasn't interested in it before and then they can read up on this they may now be interested and in maybe starting to target people um, I will say to my knowledge signal is in encry encrypted but I'm not entirely sure if it allows for group video chats so um, I don't know, actually. I know, yeah, I know you can use it like Skype, basically. But I, yeah, I don't know about uh, about starting groups. But yeah, um, obviously we've mentioned Signal before. We love Signal. Um, they, as far as we know, they haven't been uh, compromised as of yet, and they actually implement uh, encryption methods the correct way, uh, as far as we know. But another interesting thing that I that I found off of this is that so Zoom has strong ties to China. I mean, basically everything does nowadays, but um, <laughs> they notice that even when, so, okay, so if you're, you're having a business meeting with like your branch in Beijing or whatever, um, normally like the encryption, the encryption key server that you're going to pull, if you're on the U.S. side, you're going to pull the U.S. one, right? Because it's the closest one. If you're in China, it's going to pull the Chinese one. So what they notice though, is that uh, some of the key management systems, um, to be more precise, five out of 73 of them. Uh, again, this is Citizen Lab who, who ran this, uh, this test. They found that the Chinese servers were being pulled for keys um, even when the chat was only in the US, between two US personnel. So they were saying that this is a little fishy because it doesn't make much sense logically. Uh, why would you pull a key from a country halfway around the world when you have a server in the US? So they were saying it was a little weird that when they started a group chat in the U.S. geographically, it still pulled some keys from um, the Chinese servers. And they were saying if, obviously, if it's pulled from the Chinese server, um, they can have access to your to whatever you're saying in the chat because they that's where the key came from. So if someone wanted to, 
um, they could use that key to get into whatever group you're in and basically just monitor your traffic. That's interesting. I wonder if that has anything to do with why they are only using 128-bit AES. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> There's, there's just speculating here. <laughs> there's connections that can be made. <laughs> I don't know if we want to make those connections, um, but <laughs> they're definitely there. If uh, if I was more um, conspiracy minded, I might uh, draw some lines. Do, 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 but, do, do, do. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it is very interesting because normally you want it to be, you want your network to run the most efficient and effectively as it can, and pulling keys from a server halfway around the world when you have, you know, over 60 of them that are located elsewhere doesn't seem to be the best call. Obviously, this may just be a, this may just be an oversight. Um, obviously, Zoom has a lot of issues right now. Um, they are correcting them. Maybe they'll correct this in the future um, because before, obviously, they, their, <laughs> their user base has grown exponentially. I mean, it's, it's insane how many people are using it now as compared to six months ago but um it's just a little weird that some of the key management systems are located in china but yet they're being um you know uh, keys being requested from them when you just started a chat room in the u.s it seems a little strange and china said they wanted to hear about those cabinet meetings you know (laughs) i mean (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if it ended up coming out that china was Sur- you know, putting surveillance on uh, government meetings, I would not be surprised. I mean, we've seen how much they, they've, um, you know, been deported from Toronto and such for trying to steal bioweapons. Like, I, I would not be surprised if, uh, <laughs> if something like this were to come out later on. But as of now, it is only speculation. Um, it's just a theory. It's just a, just a line being drawn. Um, but join us on Conspiracy Theory Monday. Hear about that. <laughs> ah, yes, that because that podcast doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just talk about China every time. Um, I mean, honestly, there's enough to talk about that we could probably start another podcast. But uh, <laughs> as of now, that that is not a uh, it's not a fact. But it it is very interesting, and considering that's where uh, you know. Corona Chan started, so. Oh. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I actually saw this uh, this article, I think it was on Slashdot or something like that, where they were saying that apparently there's some groups that are insinuating that the uh, virus did not start in a wet market in Wuhan. Oh, they're but... saying the U.S. Army brought it over. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, you haven't heard that one? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, well, there was some war games happening in, like, Wuhan. Oh, really? And uh, so a, a bunch of army soldiers went over, you know, they're doing their typical thing. Mm-hmm. And and they say that these U.S. soldiers brought the um, coronavirus over there and were trying to blame it on the Chinese. <laughs> okay. This this isn't China. This is just stuff circulating on Chinese social media oh, um, yeah. from what I've read. Mm. But... Well, this one, uh, the one that I read, said that uh, I guess there's a chemical plant in Wuhan. Oh, with the Umbrella Corp logo. Yeah, there's some there's some weird, (laughs) like creepy, the chemical plant or something. I don't know if it actually is creepy, but that's the way it was portrayed. And uh, and they said that they just blamed the wet markets for this. They were actually researching some some sort of bioweapon that they extracted from 
freaking bat semen or what I don't know what it was, but they, they said <laughs> I don't I don't remember what oh, it was. Oh no! But they, <laughs> but they said that they uh, yeah they they were like oh maybe this is where this came out of. Um, obviously, they put a footnote on the bottom saying that this is not backed up by any sort of actual agency or any sort of uh, um, like facts or anything like that. This is purely speculation. Um, but they're just saying that it's it's very convenient. Well, it's not convenient, but it's they're just saying that the story is very kind of shaky. If you look at if you look at it more in depth of okay, yeah, wet markets have been around forever and all of a sudden now just a virus springs out of it that like spreads around the world. Like that seems a little a little too too convenient, I guess, or too easy. I'd say it makes a lot of sense from what I've read. But what about the wet markets or about the chemical plant? Yeah, about the about the wet markets. Like uh, mm-hmm. I was watching a video by uh, CGP Gray, great channel. I'd recommend oh, yeah. you guys checking them out. But he was talking about how like when the Europeans came to America, there was no America like plague, yeah. you know. And he was saying that because all the plagues happened because of a disease that came from another animal thinks it's still in that animal and is causing haywire. Like yeah. these diseases want to survive, yep. you know, where it's like home, mm-hmm. but like, like if a disease is meant to infect a cow it, and it's tr- treating us like a cow, it's going to cause a lot more problems Correct, um, yeah. than what it wants. So like it was saying in Europe, we had cows, we had pigs, we had chickens, we had all this stuff, yep. all these animals. And it, that's where like small, bo- smallpox, tuberculosis, tuberculosis, <laughs> TB, yeah. Tuberculosis. <laughs> it's one hell of a bug. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, uh, continue. <laughs> tuberculosis. I'm going to use that one. I don't know why I couldn't speak there for a second. But anyway, it's saying all these diseases uh, came from came from these animals. And that they were saying that wet markets, you know, Say, like, you have all these animals, and they're in cages, and they're just stacked on top of each other. So, say you have a bat and a chicken and all this. So, like, a bat, all the fluids go from one cage to another, and then yeah. Yeah. it can cross to other species. And then because we're eating all the food, or well, not not me, but, you know, the Chinese <laughs> are eating all these food, it can cross over to humans as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. And again, as I said, that other story, it, it's not actually backed up by anything. Yeah. It's, it's purely speculation. Um, but yeah, I personally, I have no problem with the wet market theory, um, of what China is saying. I, again, I would not be surprised if they were trying to cover something up, but as of now, I don't, I don't see any reason not to believe them. There's a bunch of news, uh, news agencies who went out there when this first started, mm-hmm. um, you know, before all the travel bl- bans and the stock market crashes. Um, <laughs> but, um, they went out there and they were, they were videoing, a bunch of these wet markets and yeah they're they're pretty gross like they don't really take care of the animals after they get caged up they're basically their only um their only like goal at that point is just to sell them as quickly as possible um so they're just kind of stacked up on each other the places are kind of dirty it's not it's not too far-fetched to assume that this is actually where it did come from um because it's uh it's kind of nasty so (laughs) it it, kind of makes sense but anyway, that's it's just a theory, a tech theory. Yeah, thanks for watching uh, Conspiracy Theory Mondays. <laughs> come, is, come back next week. For this it. is not Conspiracy Theory Mondays. This is still the Vice Cast. If you though. like our speculation, let us know in the comments below. Maybe we will uh, 
Yeah, if, if anyone else more. has heard any uh, different theories, I'm sure there's dozens of other theories out there, but I would love to hear them because um, even though I don't really subscribe to a lot of conspiracy theories, I do enjoy hearing about them and listening to them. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I listen to a few podcasts that go over like conspiracy theories and stuff, and it's just interesting to think about something in a different uh in a different light something that you may have one story may have been may have been told your whole life and then someone's like oh what if and you're like oh that's pretty interesting so but yeah this is just kind of a, a little shorter episode um and not even an episode we just kind of wanted to make a little thing with a, a psa about zoom um and just kind of i don't know shoot the shit i guess i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know what you would call this but talk about our conspiracy theory yeah. monday videos <laughs> <laughs> There is no podcast on Mondays for conspiracy theories. Let me have this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Join us Monday <laughs> for conspiracy theories. <laughs> but anyway, we just want to make this a little, uh, this little, this little, this little snippet, this little, uh, little, little tech tidbit. Yeah, um, a little, little episode. Yeah, a little, uh, little, 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 little yeah. podcast guy. Yeah, a little, little uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, before we get too stupid on here um we'll probably end this one here um but yeah i hope you enjoyed and uh have a great day stay safe